Hey y'all, it's me Shannon with the What She Said Project and boy howdy, I am glad to be back with you. I, I feel like I've been traveling for about three weeks and, and I've thought a lot about us, about me, about this journey, about what's next. Yes, my computer agrees that we we had some cool stuff to do in the future, including uh, there will be a book signing locally uh, where I am in July on the 22nd at All Good Books um, with the uh, Women Connected and Wisdom folks. But all of this has led me to come back to that chapter that I wrote well over a year ago. I don't know about you, but I have a lot. Y'all, I have a computer full of probably two to three, maybe five books of writing. I write a lot, but I don't often reread my work. Uh, But it's time. It was time for me to go back. Uh, And I'll share a little bit about this with you. Uh, So today's episode, um, I'm bringing back and reading to you a little piece of that chapter that I wrote in the Women Connected in Wisdom book, which you can buy uh, locally here. You can buy one from me. You can buy one um, at All Good Books. You can buy one on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Um, Also, today we are talking about what we learn to do uh, in therapy, you might call it maladaptive responses. I've been thinking a lot about workaholicism, work and productivity as addiction, and I've been thinking about self-concept and rest, uh, generational trauma, <laughs> and and still we're still laughing over here. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. Hope to see you soon. And at the end, you'll find out a little bit more about what is changing in the short term in my business. Can't wait to talk to you. Hope you enjoy. I had to re-record one sentence and I want to read you this paragraph in my chapter of Women Connected and Wisdom. Here it goes. I couldn't figure out how to fix my life. The tools weren't working. And the last thing I wanted to be seen as was a failed professional and an unfit mother. I had learned to earn my independence by being overly responsible, by overgiving to the point of exhaustion and burnout. I had seen the horrors of institutionalization, of labels of illness, of lack of fitness, of empowerment programs for women. My body held the stories of the women who had gone before me and of what they had done to survive, of what I had done to survive. I stayed vigilant and afraid. So, so, If there was one sentence that describes why I do the work I do and why I work with who I work with and what I'm like really skilled at, it's in that paragraph. Now, a year later, I'm reading that paragraph and I'm understanding that a part of what I learned to do um, 
was to not value myself, to put my needs last, to literally work to the point of close to death, y'all. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, late stage three cancer, I can say it because I, I saw death from my house, right? I, I got a sniff. Um, and it's true, I had been socialized, like my mother, like her mother, like my grandmother's, like all the women who would be amazed to know that now I have figured out how to fund my life, how to take care of my body and find a waste, how to make these decisions with care and agency and compassion. Because another part of what happens is if you get in some pattern, whether it's with your, with money or health or whatever it is, it comes out, these unmet needs come out in other ways. And maybe it is like, it turns into a personality where you gripe or you're passive aggressive or you like literally can't say what you mean. Or maybe you just don't even have the words. You have silenced yourself because of your training to stay safe. That last line, I stayed vigilant. So there's that tension because I felt unsafe. So here's what I do want to tell you to claim your agency and your brilliance and your value as a human being. I get real riled up about this. You're human, you have the same value as anyone around you. And to claim that means that you're gonna have to work through some stories and they're your own stories, but they may be similar to mine. I've been talking about that a little bit this week. Some of us have very similar conditioning. Some of us socialized to, as female, or maybe you were raised in the South, or maybe you're raised in the church. A lot of churches have very similar um, ways of silencing and conditioning certain people towards certain behaviors. Um, I work with a lot of folks who also have um, forced heteronormativity in their culture or forced whiteness in their culture, uh, even if they're not white. Forced cultural rules that they've embedded in their brain and is getting in the way of them having a life that is thriving, having a business where they feel comfortable showing up as themselves because they're afraid. Either they have experienced the backlash of going against the norms or they have fear of it because they've seen it happen to other people. So what we do together is we work on your your story and your nervous system. And we give you all the tools that were not given to you because the people behind these people, your ancestors didn't have them. We have access to them now. That's why the next generation, they're like charging forward because it is a process that accumulates in good, right? this taking care of yourself we start with you we start with why certain ways you're allowing your boat to have holes in it and who's poking those holes in the boat why is your boat taking on water that's a metaphor i use sometimes um and by six months if not a year working together things are going to look really different you're going to feel different and you may literally save your own life so Come to the book signing. I think the, the book is still like very inexpensive. It's under 20 bucks. Um, you can find Women Connected in Wisdom, the book on Amazon. Come see us at All Good Books in Columbia on the 22nd. It's on their site too. I would love to see you. If this is work, and there's so many 
look, this is chock full of, I think, 18 uh, female-identified folks. Maybe, maybe all that way. I don't know. Uh, there's queer folks in there. There's some BIPOC brilliant women in there. Ooh, there is a, look, it's like a chicken bouillon cube after chicken bouillon cube of brilliance. Go get you that book. You can buy it at All Good Books, and we'll sign it. You can bring it with you. We'll sign it. You can get the uh, Kindle, which I was just reading to you from. <laughs> See my chapter? Create a life you'd fight for is my chapter. Um, and in the end, here's the last thing I'll tell you. You're like, but Shannon, I've read all the books and I've done all the things and I've signed up for the programs and why is my life the same? I've been in therapy for a decade and nothing's different because coaching is different. Because adults learn by doing. Adult learning best practices, y'all know I was a professor for 20 years and I studied adult learning best practices. They're we are tactile. So we need someone like, while we're changing our own life, I can't change it for you. While we're doing the work, we need someone alongside of us who can see the big picture and who can be with us in the discomfort because it is not always comfortable. But, oh Lord, it's nice when we get to the other end. This is something you're looking for. I happen to know an unusual coach for unusual journeys and unusual brilliant people. My rates are going up in August, so let's talk. I cannot wait to see what you do with your one precious 